I'm Carly Palmer Webb, a gender and sexuality researcher, entrepreneur, enthusiastic Jesus lover, and the Christian sex educator. I believe that you can fully embrace your faith and pursue sexual wholeness in every life stage. And I'm here to help you do just that. I provide research-based info to help you prepare for and build sexual relationships worth all the hype, shame not included. This is the Christian Sex Educator Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Christian Sex Educator Podcast. I'm Carly, your host, and I'm so very happy that you're here. I want to chat with you today about some things that I wish I would have known before my wedding night, and that I think all of us need to know before getting married or transitioning into sexual activity. Listen, I thought I was about as prepared as I could have been for my transition into sexual activity on my honeymoon. As far as Christians who have never actually had sex go, I would have said that I was doing pretty dang well in the preparation department. About two weeks before my wedding, I defended my thesis, marking the end of my master's degree in marriage, family, and human development. And do you know what my thesis was about? Factors that impact long-term sexual relationships. Healthy sexual relationships had been my research focus for all of grad school. I had read several books and hundreds of research articles on the topic. I had presented my research on the effects of pornography use, sexual initiation, sexual communication, etc. Now, I am fully aware that studying something, thorough as the studies might be, does not actually make you good at it. I could read books and articles about downhill skiing until the cows come home, but without actually practicing the sport, I would never become an expert. And I haven't become an expert. So I knew that I was not a sex expert at that point, but goodness gracious, I had done a lot more research than the average about-to-be-married Christian. And you know what? Because I had done all of that research and shared much of it with Dallin, our honeymoon went swimmingly, the sex was incredible, and we had absolutely no problems. (laughs) Of course, I'm totally kidding. It wasn't like that at all. Sure, our honeymoon was great. We had a wonderful time and laughed a lot and grew closer as a couple. But Dallin and I agree that the food we had on the honeymoon was quite a bit better than the sex. Now, I realized that no matter how we would have prepared or what we would have known beforehand, we would still have been beginners at sex. So of course it wouldn't have been the best sex in the world. But with some additional information, it definitely could have been better. My goal for this episode is to share some of the things that I wish I had known and that definitely would have improved our transition into sexual activity. Those of you that are preparing for that transition, listen up. Without further ado, here are four things that I wish I would have known before my wedding night. Number one, I wish I would have known that we didn't need to go all the way on the first night. This one seems so obvious to me now, but at the time I didn't even consider that we wouldn't try to have intercourse on our wedding night. I mean, for heaven's sakes, I felt like I had waited forever. I was 28, so very in love with my brand new husband, and my sexual desire was through the roof. We were both stoked out of our minds to get going. But gosh, going from making out and trying not to get handsy straight to sex in the span of a few hours is a pretty big jump. 
that's a lot of ground to cover. And for many couples who have waited for marriage, it's too big of a jump. Truthfully, I think that my husband and I would have had a better experience on our honeymoon if we would have explored more slowly, and that might be a good option for you as well. Talk with your fiancé beforehand and set some expectations for what you do and do not want to explore that first night. If you would like to build up to intercourse over several hours or several days, that is completely up to you. No matter what you decide, you need to be aware that the nerves and anxiety that you will likely be feeling, which is totally normal for your first time, will impact your body's experience with arousal. Meaning, men might have a difficult time getting and keeping an erection, and women might have a difficult time getting lubricated and ready for intercourse. If this happens, don't panic. Be patient with yourselves. As you explore together, the nerves will subside. Just make sure that you engage in foreplay for a long time before you move to penetration. We're talking 45 minutes to an hour at least when you're first getting started. All right, let's move on to number two. I wish I would have understood the impact of the forbidden nature of sex on sexual desire. Let me explain what I mean by that. When sex feels off limits, aka when you're waiting for marriage, it seems so exciting. There's something about the unknown and the forbidden that is really enticing to us. That excitement increases sexual desire. A lot of couples, Dallin and I included, are shocked when they experience a significant decrease in sexual desire once sex is actually on the table. Can I tell you a little story that I'm slightly embarrassed by now? When Dallin and I were engaged, our good friends got married, and we went and visited them a couple weeks after they came home from their honeymoon. Now, we were pretty tight with these two, and a combination of my habit of asking personal questions and their desire to help us prepare for our upcoming honeymoon led to a conversation about sex. They told us that they were having sex once a day and occasionally twice. And you know what? As Dallin and I were walking to the car afterward, we laughed about that. (laughs) How could they possibly only want to have sex once a day? They were barely married and finally allowed to have sex. We both agreed that when we were first married, we would probably want to have sex more often than that. Oh, bless our little naive, excited souls. Spoiler alert. A few weeks after our honeymoon, we were not, in fact, having sex multiple times per day. Now, I don't tell you that because I enjoy sharing my personal business with strangers. I'm telling you this to help you understand that the sexual desire you experience after getting married might be different than what you are currently experiencing, and that's okay. When sex is no longer forbidden, you may want it less. That is normal and it's not a problem. With time, the two of you will get used to sex being in bounds, and you will learn how to navigate sexual desire in that stage. All right, my friends, since I am in the business of helping you improve your sex life, we need to talk for a minute about lubricant. You need to know that I am the absolute biggest hype girl for using lubricant during sex, but not just any lubricant, good, high-quality lubricant. If you aren't currently using it, you should definitely try it out. It's not just for women who aren't able to lubricate naturally. Not at all. 
Lubricant increases pleasure during penetration and makes manual sex so much better. And hello, who doesn't love a good massage? The right lubricant can double as massage oil too. My very favorite lubricant, and honest to goodness, the only kind my husband and I use, is Coconut. Coconut lubricants and body oils are plant-based and USDA certified organic. They don't contain harmful chemicals or fragrances that can cause irritation, infection, and unpleasant smells in the most tender parts of your body. And the best part? They feel absolutely amazing and have a very faint, fresh smell. If you are using generic lubricant from your local drugstore or aren't currently using any at all, prepare to be absolutely amazed by Coconut. And listeners of this podcast can use the code LUBE15 to get 15% off every purchase. That's L-U-B-E 15 for 15% off. You can check out their products at coconut.com, spelled just like coconut, but without the T. Good lube makes all the difference, and coconut is as good as it gets. That brings us to number three. I wish I would have known to focus on connection and exploration rather than pleasure. Listen, sexual pleasure is so much fun. Sex can be one of the most physically pleasurable experiences that we can have. Notice, though, that I said can be. It is going to take time for the two of you to learn about your own and your partner's pleasure. And especially for women, it will take time and practice and education to learn how to orgasm. Going into marriage, I had a very solid understanding of the factors that contribute to the female orgasm, including what types of stimulation are typically necessary. And so I felt pretty confident that my husband and I would be able to figure it out relatively quickly. And to be fair, we did figure it out more quickly than we would have without that knowledge. But it still took time. It took exploration of my body and my mental state during sexual encounters. It required effort from both Dallin and I. Since I wasn't expecting it to be quite as difficult as it was, we got pretty discouraged on our honeymoon. We had waited 28 and 24 years, yes, I am four years older than my husband, to have sex with our person, and at first it didn't seem like it was all that it was cracked up to be. But I honestly believe that if we would have gone into our first experiences with sex, with the goal being connection and exploration, the experience would have been better. My friends, the pleasure that you are hoping for, it will come, especially if both of you are willing to seek out education and helpful tools, the pleasure will come. But it might not be present right at first, and that is true for both women and men. When you're first starting out on this sexual journey with your new spouse, try not to have specific expectations for what it will feel like and how quickly either of you will reach orgasm. Just enjoy your time together. Enjoy being able to be with each other without worrying about crossing the line. Enjoy getting to know your person in this new and vulnerable way. Really, truly, the pleasure will come. And I can help you with that if needed. But don't be discouraged if it isn't all that you were hoping for right at first. Deal? Okay, number four. I wish I would have believed really truly believed that the sexual desire I was experiencing leading up to the wedding was good. Those of you that are currently in the stage of waiting, I want you to really listen to this part. Though you may have been taught or simply assumed otherwise, your sexual desires are good. 
your capacity for sexual feelings, expression, and relationships is the same way. They are gifts from your creator. In our efforts to save the full expression of our sexuality for marriage, too many of us, myself very much included, learn to suppress, to ignore, and unfortunately even to disapprove of and dislike our sexual nature. We allow, don't use it yet, to distort into, this part of me is evil or sinful. But I don't think that's what God intended. After all, God's creations are good. Genesis 1.31 says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. We are a part of that creation. Our sexual natures are an important part of who we are. We do not need to be ashamed of our sexual desires. In fact, I think they should be celebrated and cherished. Leading up to our wedding, Dallin and I, like many of you, had to work really hard to manage those sexual desires in a way that aligned with our beliefs and values. But oftentimes the guilt of wanting sex so badly became overwhelming for me. Because though I had made so much progress in this regard, part of me still believed that my desires were sinful. But they weren't. I believe that God put those desires in us to draw us to others and ultimately to connect us with the person we love very most in the world. I wish that I wouldn't have allowed the lingering negative feelings I had about sex to taint the period of time leading up to my wedding and even my first experiences with sex. I want better for you. I want you to learn to manage your desires in a way that aligns with your beliefs without learning to be ashamed of those desires. I want you to be able to celebrate your sexual nature and to be grateful for it. I want you to believe, to really, truly believe that sex is good. Can it be used for evil? Yes, as can all other gifts. But sex, sexual desires, sexual feelings, the capacity for sexual relationships, these things are so very good. Okay, so right before I recorded this episode, I asked Dallin what he wished he would have known before our honeymoon. So here are a few bonus suggestions from Dallin Douglas. Number one, he wishes he would have known more about the clitoris and female orgasm. Number two, he wishes he would have known about vibrators and that we would have brought one on the honeymoon. Personally, I enjoyed exploring without one first, but that's just my personal preference. Do your thing. And three, he wishes we would have had better lubricant. We didn't know any better at the time and had a bottle of Astroglide from Walmart. You already know what lubricant we use now. I promise that Kokanoo makes all the difference. There you have it, my friends. Four things I wish I would have known before my wedding night, plus a few bonus tips from my husband. For those of you who, like me, struggle to remember what you learned at the beginning of a podcast by the time you get to the end, here's a quick review. One, I wish I would have known that we didn't need to go all the way the first night. You can move at whatever pace feels comfortable for the two of you. Two, I wish I would have understood the impact of the forbidden nature of sex on sexual desire. You might experience a decrease in sexual desire soon after your wedding and that's okay. Three, I wish I would have known to focus on connection and exploration rather than pleasure. 
A lot of the discouragement that couples face on their honeymoon comes from the fact that they don't experience as much sexual pleasure as they were hoping for, or they aren't able to orgasm. That is totally normal. You are beginners. Don't get discouraged by the fact that you aren't experts immediately. And four, I wish I would have really believed that the sexual desire I was experiencing leading up to the wedding was good. It is, you know. If you enjoyed this podcast episode and you're wanting more information to help you prepare for your honeymoon, I've got you covered. I have a full webinar called Five Things Every Christian Couple Should Know Before Their Honeymoon. Apparently, I really like informative lists. This webinar is absolutely free and goes into much more detail than we did today on this podcast. You will learn about sexual anatomy, the keys to sexual pleasure, things I recommend you bring on your honeymoon, and more. You can find the link to sign up for this free webinar in the show notes or on my website, thechristiansexeducator.com engaged. Again, that's thechristiansexeducator.com engaged. If you have a friend or family member who's gearing up for a wedding in the near future, go ahead and send them this podcast episode. I want to make sure that future generations of Christians are more educated and more prepared than we have been in the past. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I hope you'll join me again soon. Until next time. You finished another episode of the Christian Sex Educator Podcast. That's one more step in preparing for and building the kind of sexual relationship that you're really hoping for. So congrats. For episode details and links, check out the show notes or head over to thechristiansexeducator.com slash podcast. And don't forget, God invented sex and it is oh so good. Come back soon.